What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Today, I've got a video podcast if you're watching this on Spotify or YouTube or wherever the fuck you watch this. Today, I'm doing something a little bit different. I've done this once before. I did this when, like, the uh, Peloton treadmills were killing all the babies, right? If you remember that back during 2020, um, I did, like, a reactionary podcast and I, where I was like kind of going over some of uh, Foley's, the, the former CEO of Peloton statements. And, and anyway, it was a lot of fun. I got a lot of good feedback and I, I promised to do it again. And I, I just never fucking did because, um, you know, I'm a piece of shit and I got busy and I totally forgot. So recently, uh, my colleagues, and I, I do, I consider them colleagues, over at best hour of their day made a very cool announcement. They are the official CrossFit stamped, approved, and endorsed business mentoring outfit. And this is a really big deal. So, you know, for those of you guys just to understand, CrossFit's a licensed model, it's not a franchise. It has never in the history of its existence provided any business information or support ever. This is the first time they've ever given the nod to any organization. Now, the individuals at the helm here, we've got you know, three really good dudes. You've got Jason Ackerman and Jason Fernandez, two very, very long-standing CrossFit employees. They are on the seminar staff side. They you know, tr go around the country and the world and train people at the CrossFit level one and level two, very educated and versed in CrossFit. Ackerman uh, has owned three affiliates. He started, I believe, in 07 and then kind of sold and, and got out of his in like 2014 or something like that. And then Fern still owns his. Um, and then the, you know, one of the, the third guy that's most recently been brought into the equation, someone I, I'm very, very fond of, is Marcus Gersey, formerly of, I believe it was like Barbell Logic or Barbell Business. It, it was another business coaching outfit. Um, and, and anyway, all three of these guys, big fans. I've had, I've had Fern and uh, you know, Ackerman on my podcast. I've done theirs. Um, we don't always agree. Like we don't always see eye to eye. And we'll, you know, we'll kind of talk shit to each other in the comments with each other's content on business and stuff we don't agree. But I think it's all in good fun. I heard this announcement, and I'll be honest, I was a little, I was a little, uh, you know, surprised because I, I don't know why. I always assumed that they had been given the nod by CrossFit a while ago. I don't know why I just made that assumption, and then actually like researching and thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, like CrossFit actually hasn't given the nod to anybody for this kind of thing. So that was really interesting to me, kind of like how CrossFit just recently gave the programming nod to Spencer Hendel and Austin Maliolo and James Hobart, again, three long-standing CrossFit seminar type people, employees, you know, guard, guardians of the flag, if you will. Um, it, they gave their programming company, which was called Ham Plan, Ham Plan, um, and now it's called CAP, CrossFit Affiliate Programming. Anyway, so it, it's kind of cool to see like the ecosystem of CrossFit, those that have been loyal to the crown are now getting, you know, dubbed and uh, brought into the official ecosystem, which will be great for business, great for them, great for the all the CrossFit gyms out there, gives them access to smart people doing the programming, doing business mentoring, all that good shit. And again, I want to make one disclaimer before I go into this reaction video. Number one, this will be a longer podcast, so settle in. Number two, um, this is not a shade-throwing thing. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna talk a little shit. I'm gonna have some fun here today. It's all in comedic relief. I have nothing ill to say about anybody. And with these guys specifically, right? Like, I mean, hell, Marcus, I met Marcus at a speaking event in fucking, uh, I think, Seattle or Portland years ago. 
I invited him. I had brought him out to my uh, my seminar, the Self Made Summit, right? And he was, I think, he was still a competitor back then. And I'm pretty sure we gave him a comp ticket and had him come on out. And he hung out, and I like completely like I'm an open source guy. I'm not. I, there's nothing for me to hide. And Ackerman and Fern again, smart dudes, love them. Um, I'm just, I, I made this video and there's a bunch of stuff in there I wanted to make commentary on and I'm actually having them on the podcast. Now, I don't know if I'm getting all three, but I'm probably at least getting Ackerman on and essentially I'm going to ask a lot of the things I'm going to kind of pull up here um, and talk to them about, but this is, this is what I do, right? If you take, you know, you uh, get WTF Weekly, my newsletter, I pull shit out that happens in the news, I make my commentary on it, I'm essentially doing that, but we're doing it in a podcast form, we got the video going today, the video is going to help for those of you guys, uh, for any visuals, which I don't really know, there's really no visuals, they do a video podcast as well, they do a great job with their content, and that's what I'm going to be looking at right here, uh, but if you're just listening to this, uh, you know, while you're pushing that bulldog scrubber, or going for a run, you're, good, you're definitely going to be able to participate as well, so so let's go ahead and get fucking into it. Welcome back to best hour of their day. We are here in beautiful Tennessee. We are filming season four of dropping in as well as getting some amazing interviews. Adrian. Bob- all right, we're going to we're going to fast forward all this. This is kind of their intro. They're announcing that they are, um, you know, now a part of this whole thing. Like they are part of this CrossFit ecosystem. They are the official uh, business mentorship selected by CrossFit. And we're going to kind of move forward here came along and realized there was a need. We needed help. I always tell people the CrossFit business, there's like 80% overlap with general business practices, but there's a solid 20% that's like, this is CrossFit. It's It's very nuanced. It's very different. Okay, let's just just start there. Please tell me what is so fucking nuanced about CrossFit that is different than another micro gym slash boutique business model. What is so goddamn unique? Like, literally, what is so different from CrossFit, from CrossFit to SoulCycle or any spin studio, CrossFit to any Pilates, to any HIT, to any rock climbing gym? Like, please tell me what the difference is. I'll wait. Oh, ooh, me, me. Yep, Stuart. Oh, well, uh, the business models are essentially the same, but it's the fitness models that are different. Fucking A, Stuart. Good work. That's the difference here, kids. Like, there is, like, and that's what I'm not really going to be highlighting here. I believe my, my colleagues over here are really confusing CrossFit as a business model, which it's not. It never has been. It, there's not a single shred of paper, video, audio, anything that could support that CrossFit is a business model. CrossFit, there's plenty of content out there. Uh, the original journals, you know, from Greg Glassman's own mouth. CrossFit is a fitness methodology. And then with the evolution of the games, CrossFit is a sport for the fittest in the world. Never has anyone said it's a business model. It, it literally, it's never been said by anyone fucking ever. It's a fitness model. I've been making a ton of content on this. It's in Micro Gym University. I talk about the difference between fitness models and business models. And I believe um, I, you know, I should sign these guys up. Like, I think that there's some benefit for people to understand that are helping CrossFit affiliate owners to know the difference. To say that there's 20% of what a CrossFit is that's so unique that like it, it doesn't, like no one in the industry understands what a CrossFit gym's doing because 20% of what we do is so nuanced. Like, what is it? What, what's so fucking nuanced? You have a brick and mortar, people show up, you provide a service, that's it. Your goal is to retain and acquire as needed. 
develop coaches and staff. There is nothing unique here just about the CrossFit model. All right. And I will fucking continue to, to stand on that. Different. It's a balance of customer service, you know, developing as a coach, providing for your members and you need coaching when you're Wait, 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 wait. Was that the list? Ackerman, was that the fucking list of things that are different? It was customer service, staff and coaching development, right? Client experience, getting them results. It was that the list of the thing that's different? Do we not think every spin studio, bar, Pilates, Globo gym, you know, hybrid model, online fitness program, whatever other business model in the fitness industry you'd want, and you can even go outside the fitness industry. You could go to a massage parlor, physical, you know, or Cairo, body work, physical therapy, that kind of thing. You, do you think none of them would, would say, oh yeah, no, no, that's, that's part of my model as well. Like, if, again, if they truly believe CrossFit's different, I'll find out more about on the podcast interview that I do with them, but what, what they just laid out right there, that there's nothing fucking different based on that. Like, we literally, let's do it again. Let's listen to it again. It's very nuanced. It's very different. It's a balance of customer service, you know, developing as a coach, providing for your members, and you need coaching when you're... You literally, that could be a fucking Domino's. <laughs> that could be a fucking pizza store. You need customer service. You got to train that fucker how to deliver the pizza and how to put the pepperonis on. You got to have great customer experience and customer service and deliver what you promised, a fucking 16-inch hot pie within 30 minutes, whatever the fuck it is. Like... Okay, we, like we got a really, really weak argument to kick this thing off. Let, let's continue, though. Let's continue. You're going to do that. There's 15,000 affiliates out there, many of which are struggling. Maybe if they're listening. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy there. Let's back it up, Miss Lippy. 15,000 CrossFit affiliates, many of which are struggling. Literally the other day, and this is like the fun part of my relationship with them. I posted something uh, in response to a, a post they made. Someone commented on it, and in that comment that I and I reshared it, they said something like, "This is why so many CrossFit gyms are struggling." And Ackerman came in and he, you know, he reposted it on his story, saying, "What? Who's struggling? Who? Where are all these gyms that are struggling? Show me the struggling gyms." You just fucking said fifteen thousand out of fifteen thousand, a bunch of them are struggling. So good. Now we've agreed on something. I believe, just like Jason Ackerman just stated, that there are a lot of CrossFit affiliates that are struggling. Okay, good. There we go. We get, we've got the first handshake of the podcast. We do agree on that. Let's, let's move on and see if we can agree on more shit. Now they realize, yeah, I, I do need some help. And, and that's what we provide. We've taken nearly 200 affiliates. And you know, we, like we like to talk about, we've taken them from good to great, or we've helped them open from day one, or people that have bought an affiliate or taken over an affiliate, or even ones that are like, I'm failing. Please help. For sure. I mean, look, here's the thing. CrossFit affiliate owners, just like most service-based or special. And this is where, like, um, I don't want to keep, because we had so much to cover. Marcus then comes in and he kind of, it, and let me just say this, and, and I have no problem saying this. My boy Marcus, he's probably the business brains of this operation. Like, I think he's seen a lot more, like, a fitness bi industry businesses than, um, uh, the two Jasons, right? And that's fine. Those two guys have been so, I mean, they're so niched into what they do, teaching people CrossFit at level ones and level twos and running their, their CrossFit boxes. I wouldn't expect them to, to do that, right? Like they haven't been doing what I've been doing since 2015, which is 
everything under the fitness industry sun. I'm pretty sure Marcus has more of, but he comes in here and he kind of backs up essentially what I think I just said was that, eh, well, these are all problems of most small service, but let me just double check that. Small business owners, they, they get into this because of the, a love for the craft. They didn't come into this with a background in business or sales or marketing or operations in most cases. Some may have in a pre- Yeah, so essentially he's saying like, listen, this is a plague of most small business owners who get into, jump into this thing and they get in over their head because they fell in love with the craft of making coffee or opening, you know, doing people's hair or paint or fitness. And then they get into it and they go, fuck, I got to wear this business hat. And I, I really didn't have that. I, I just had the technician hat. So, um, okay, cool. So we're, we're kind of back on track. Like Marcus kind of came in on the backside and kind of cleaned up that that uh, that rant uh, that Jason had. Um, all right, let's go ahead and let's move on here. Uh, I, let's scrub this up to about right around here. Here, and most don't know where to start. And and the big problem that we've set out to solve specifically with Affiliate University is doing something that is specifically for CrossFit affiliates. It does not push you away from CrossFit because. That's what I saw in the space for the last many years. It seemed like everyone who was providing advice or mentorship to affiliate owners, it was like, hey, yeah, CrossFit is great, but it, it doesn't, you, you know, the business model doesn't work. You should do it like this. Are they talking about me? Do you think they're talking about me because I hosted the Self-Made Summit, the rebranding fucking seminar, the only rebranding seminar that's ever occurred for the micro gym? Do you think they're talking about me? I want to clarify something. And it's so funny because I work with a I, the majority of the pie. We have a big pie chart, right? I don't know. Maybe I can kick a graphic up here. If we had a big pie chart of everyone I've worked with since 2015, I would say 50% of them are CrossFit affiliates. And then the other ones go into independently owned micro gyms. Okay, and then the other ones go into maybe franchises, and then the other ones would go into uh, the other business model, which might be like uh, HVLP, high volume, low price, or Globo Gym, or maybe a personal training or uh, semi-private personal training studios or online businesses. Those are the different business models, again, business models, not fitness models, that, that I've worked with. Uh, so do people think that I push people away? Again, and I'm not, a, I'm not so fucking narcissistic that I think this podcast is about me. Okay, I'm just, I'm reviewing it. It's fucking my show. That's where we're going with it. Um, do people think that, you know, I'm pushing them away from the cross? Because that's the great thing about me. I, I had this conversation with Active Life the other day. Like, uh, I've got, my colleagues are over at Active Life. I was talking with Larry over there. We, uh, we share clients. And I was saying the nice thing about me is that I don't subscribe to any one way. Like, you can be a CrossFit. I've got CrossFit gyms that are historically, unapologetically CrossFit making fucking bank. Killing it, loving it. Life is good. I've got CrossFit gyms that rebranded because they just don't align with that, that unique belief in fitness and they created their own. I've got CrossFit gyms that have completely dropped the name and then went and changed things and now created their own, you know, multiple location model, right? Like. I, it does for me, you can do whatever the fuck, like you, you it's pick your own journey. I'm just going to make sure you have all the business pieces and foundation to make sure it's not fucked. Please guys, don't assume at all. If anyone believes this, they're on this train. I never push anyone away from CrossFit. If that's what they want to do, cool. I know exactly how to make that business make you a lot of money because, oh yeah, that's right. I did it. I did it well enough that I was able to be, do something that 0.001% of people do, which is fucking buy commercial real estate and retire in the fitness industry. So again, like, please, just for the record, I'm not saying Marcus is talking about me. 
But I, let's not fucking assume that I, don't, I can't speak to other people. Let's not assume that that's what I do. That would be the antithesis of what I do. A CrossFit is great, but it, it doesn't, you, you know, the business model doesn't work. You should do it like this or like that. And it seemed like everyone was kind of trying to change it rather than trying to figure out, well, how can we do this right? Because there is plenty of evidence and plenty of affiliates who've built a, a thriving business doing this. And everyone seems to see that. And they're like, well, I want that. But apparently that's not a real thing. I can't do that. And get- I think one thing we also got to be clear on, are most, are many affiliates struggling or are many affiliates have done this right? Which one? Because Ackerman's saying that many are struggling. Marcus is saying many have done it right. Is it many are struggling and some have done it right? Or is it many have done it right and some are struggling? Which, which one is it? Like, I really do think, like, again, they're so close to the CrossFit Sun, would be great to get some fucking numbers here. Well, there's actually 5,416 CrossFit affiliates. And we're now, we're, you know, going to get all their data annually from returns or whatever it may be so we could run these numbers, not fuck, not those Zen Planner fucking Wattify benchmark annual reports that are complete dog shit, but actual get, like, legit W-2 returns or have them if they want to volunteer it and, like, have some real numbers. Because otherwise, we're all just fucking pulling things out of our ass. We're just going off our own anecdotal experience working with people, myself included. Anytime I make a broad statement about a CrossFit affiliates as a whole, it's only anecdotal based on my, the data I've seen. So, again, like, I'm not, that's not a knock towards them. Um, but, yeah, you know, go, again, just one more time. I'm the only motherfucker out there saying it doesn't matter what fitness model you're in. That, that's irrelevant. It matters what business model, and then if you have the revenue, the service, the operating models, marketing, all that underneath to support it. Okay? Last time I'm going to beat that horse gets pushed in another direction. And so we specialized exclusively on the affiliate owner and the CrossFit, the, the business of running an affiliate to help people figure out, okay, what is my version of this and how do I make this successful? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple, in my opinion, myths floating around and, and that's really kind of like rubs me wrong, but. This is, uh, this is gonna be good, I can tell. I, I'm really looking forward to this. This idea of like, hey, you can't go past 150 members. 300 is when relationships break down. You can't make... Who the fuck is saying you can't go past 150 members? Like, for real, who in the fuck is saying, who has ever made the content, you can't go past 150? I've never heard that ever. Like, I've never heard that fucking ever. You better go past 150 members if you're in a tier two or above market with inflated commercial real estate and you have, I don't know, two or three employees who would love to make a full-time living off this. Oh, and you as the owner would like to take home some fucking profit. You better have more than 150 members or if you don't, then you better be at a stupid high price point. You better be literally two to three X what the average micro gym and boutique are if you want to have, if you, if for whoever believes that your school of thought is that you, you shouldn't go over 150. Is that like some Dunbar number shit? Is somebody reading Dunbar's number? You guys all know that. Dunbar's number is that 150 meaningful relationships is generally the most that a human being can have. Money in the CrossFit space. The group model works and is not something that's sustainable. All of that is wrong. I mean, we've, like, I've already done it. We've met with multiple people just this week who are thriving with that. I need to hear that one more time. What what are these facts that he said? The group model works and is not something that's sustainable. All of that is wrong. I mean, we've like... Yeah, this whole like 150 members, you can't get to 300. The group model isn't sustainable. I, we, I, I agree with Fern. I think all that is complete bullshit. 
Like, complete bull. I don't know who's, I, I'd be really curious who's he, who he's referring to. I, you know what, maybe, I, like, maybe this piece of content I'm making where I'm literally, like, quote-unquote calling out or, you know, making content on someone else's content that's so closely related to me in the space, maybe this will give more of us the freedom to just call people's fucking name out. Because I'm sure any of you guys watch, whoever listen, if you guys listen to this prior, you're like, who's he talking about? And I know he's a nice dude. Right? He's like he's very straight to the point, which is why I like Fern. He's like me. He's a no bullshit kind of guy. But like we just need to be more comfortable just dropping fucking names and just saying it. Like who gives a fuck? We need to get sued over a fucking pod like really? Like we just just share it. Who the fuck are you talking about? Who's giving out the bad information? I wanna know. I've already done it. We've met with multiple people just this week who are thriving with that model by itself. And the whole the whole rub here is that we just need to really deep dive into what we set out to do instead of constantly trying to find something else. And, and that is I agree a hundred fucking percent with Fern on that. A thousand percent. We, again, most of us get into something and we don't do it consistent and we don't do it that well. And we hit like our first or second plateau and we're like, well, we got to do something different. Like, again, anyone who hires me and then they are, they're thinking, well, I think you're going to like what I want to do here, Stu. I want to rebrand or reposition. And I look at it, I'm like, it's not your problem, homie. I don't think that's the issue. We can, if that's really what you want to do, we can talk about it. But I, my professional opinion is we don't because so many of us, he's damn right. Like, Fern's 100% on that. So many of us run into obstacle one, obstacle two, obstacle three, and they're like, oh, fuck it. Like, we don't weather the storm long enough. We don't battle. We do not get back up the seventh time, the twelfth time, the fifteenth time. Um, and sure, there is a point where you need to accept defeat on certain things. But I think for most of us in small business, not just CrossFit, but in small business land, we fucking, uh, we throw in the towel way too early. Is a lot of what we teach with regard to, hey, we're not going to be talking about marketing. We're not working with, you know, paid advertising. So at Affiliate University, putting a universe, Affiliate University has got a nice ring to it. I should have thought of that. Um, we, we, um, we, we don't, we're not going to teach you about marketing. I'm very curious. I'm going to ask, or I'm going to ask whoever comes on the podcast about this. What do you mean you're not going to teach people about marketing? Like, you, do CrossFit affiliates not need to market? Is that a skill set they don't need? Because last time I checked. Most CrossFit affiliates do a great job loving their members, coaching their members, retaining their members. They don't do a great job of acquiring new customers. Marketing is not a skill set they walk in the door with. They walk in the door with a skill set. They love what they do. They love helping people. and They have a fucking passion for coaching fitness. And that's enough to keep people for the most part, okay, at least at like a low 90% monthly retention. But marketing is a skill set 99% of us don't have. So why wouldn't you teach that to people? Like, what? Is it because you don't know? Like, I, I truly do believe. Like, again, I, I don't mind saying this. I could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone who does what I do in the branding and marketing world, and I would make them piss their fucking pants. Like, there's, I, I truly believe I am very, very good at this in my world. And again, I don't mind having that entrepreneurial ego and confidence in my ability with this. If you're telling people, well, we're not gonna teach all this stuff, it kind of makes me feel like we don't really know it. Like, we're not that good at it. We don't really understand it. So let's just move on to retention and how to coach that squat better. And I'm not, I'm not saying this like to be you know, rude. Like, I'm sure that's not the essence of it. But even like talking about paid marketing, 
that's still something that's a skill set you should have. Like everyone, again, up until recently, you know, with what happened with 2020 and everyone jumping into the fucking lane, you know, with the online business models, you know, skyrocketing the CACs and making paid marketing very unobtainable for the time being. Paid marketing, there's nothing wrong with paid marketing. Don't go the gym launch, six week challenge route. Don't think that you could push a button and make members show up. But my God, like to, to just like completely take it off the table. Nope, that's not the CrossFit way. We don't do paid marketing. Nope, no paid marketing. That's ridiculous. I don't know. Sounds like more of a, a lack of knowledge around the topic than it does an actual like solid, you know, decision like where we can back it up with statements and facts and case studies. I don't know. Like, what do I know? When I say marketing, we're not going to be working with other micro gyms or whatever that term even means. But like, oh shit, oh shit, that was definitely 100% of me. He was definitely talking about me on that one. Micro gyms or whatever that means. Fern, I love you, dude. It's a good dig. Listen, um, you guys know what a micro gym is. Well, hopefully you do. If you don't, here's a here's a real quick operational definition. Uh, a micro gym is any in person brick and mortar service, okay, or in-person brick and mortar fitness service that sells and scales at a small to medium level. That's, that's essentially it, right? Like, and if you go ahead and you look at, uh, you know, micro gym, micro gym slash boutique is the category, right? So there's multiple business models, hybrid, online, semi-private or personal training. There's micro gym and boutique. There's globo gym. There's a premium club. And then there's typically, you know, the HVLP model. And those are the big ones we look at, all right? Those seven. Um, but those models then have to select, you know, operations models and revenue models and system and, you know, um, service models. And that's where you end up getting the micro gym. It's a certain combination of different service models, operation model, uh, revenue model that make it truly a micro gym. But essentially a micro gym is a CrossFit. And I get what he's saying. Like he doesn't want his CrossFit. If he wants affiliates to be in the, to use affiliate and box, he does not want them using micro gym. Cause I fucking own this. Like the micro gym is just a word that I did not invent did not invent it, I sure as fuck popularized it. I 100 fucking percent will take credit for that, and I think it'd be hard to argue any other way, right? John Briggs's book is micro gym, Cooper's using micro gym now, even Hermosi uses micro gym. Like again, it's, it's a good term to classify in a broader sense the boutique marketing sector, because the boutique doesn't really work when there's 15,000 fucking warehouses. CrossFit gyms, and not just CrossFit gyms. There's another fucking 15,000 mom and pop fitness centers that are not boutique-y. Micro gym is the terminology for that. You know, in-person training of a private or group variety, accepting um, a, a revenue model of subscription or PIF. Like, it, I could keep going on this, um, but yeah. That, to, to, don't you dare, Fern, think that your gym, like CrossFit affiliates aren't micro gyms, and you're gonna separate the two. It's like CrossFit affiliates are different than micro gym. No, they're fucking not. It's the same goddamn thing. They're a micro gym and their fitness model is CrossFit. That's it. That's all that's there. We are working with CrossFit affiliates. And I've said this before, but we want to try to help people build the affiliate that if, you know, Coach Glassman walked in, Adrian Bosman, Chuck Carswell, name your CrossFit hero. They walked in and they're like, Ackerman. Well, I hold on a second. I need to see where he goes with this. Hold up. I'm thinking you said name your hero. And I think a okay. lot of people right. probably just said my name. Yeah, I got it. You know, pick again, pick your CrossFit hero. If they walked into your affiliate, they would be like, 
this is how it's supposed to be done. Like this is a this is a. So let me get this straight. They want to help these guys build businesses so that if some random CrossFit HQ figurehead walked in, they would be proud. Sure. Never mind, you know, what your profitability or your checking account looks like, or the fact that you're one missed mortgage payment away from your wife leaving you to go fuck your rich brother. Like, don't worry about any of that. Let's just make sure Adrian Bosman would be super duper happy if he walked into your gym. That's what we're all about. I mean, for real? Like, is that really where we're, is that really what, you know, CrossFit affiliates, these micro gyms want? They want to make sure that fucking, you know, Chuck Carswell would give him a high five and Glassman would go take him out for an afternoon at the fucking massage parlor jerk off spa on him because he's so fucking excited that you were, you know, pursuing excellence with constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Is that really what a business owner gives a shit about at the end of the day? Like, do they not care that fucking um, your coaches are secretly plotting against you because you changed the programming away from competition and they're going to go and leave and open up their own gym and 45% of your customers are paying below fair market value, but that's okay because they helped you paint the wall and you grandfathered them to some bullshit rate because that's the precedent that CrossFit HQ set back in the day and still to today. That grandfathering people in at below average rates is a sign of loyalty. Is that what we're gonna fucking teach small business owners that we wanna see succeed? So don't worry, affiliate owners. Don't worry at all, right? Like, you might not be able to afford to put braces on your kid, but don't worry. Meth mouth is an adorable fucking term for a young teenage girl. And she'll understand, right? Like, when she's 16 years old, and the only guy who will ask her to the prom is the son of another failing CrossFit affiliate owner who also couldn't afford any type of elective cosmetic procedures. So now cystic acne boy and train wreck mouth are gonna go to the prom together by taking public bus transportation and going to the Olive Garden cause that's where they got a coupon from one of the members at the most recent fundraiser at their awesome super duper CrossFit affiliate that Adrian Bosman thinks is fucking dope. I mean, am I am I going fucking nuts here? Am I the only one who fucking is sees the er, like the error in this kind of a message? Hashtag community facility that's got world class professionals running a solid business. Oh my god! I like I feel like I only get six seconds in every time I have to stop saying. Can we stop referring to Bank of America employees who went to a weekend certification after losing thirty pounds? and now signed a lease and started a business and stopped calling them world-class? Does Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours not apply anymore? How is it that you can make a broad stroke and say, oh yeah, CrossFit coaches are world-class? I believe those teaching these seminars are fucking world-class. I really do. I have experienced it. I've seen it. I still attest to this day that the CrossFit in-person certifications are by far the best source of practical experience um, education. And the only thing I've seen close enough to that is OPEX. And, and I honestly, I, you know, there's pros and cons to both, but like, I truly fucking believe that. So yes, I believe the instructors at these certifications are world-class because they've, they've clocked their 10,000 hours by now, I'm sure. But please, can we stop fucking calling, you know, stop calling, you know, gym owner Johnny, who's been doing this two years, and prior to this, he was a fucking, you know, uh, a construction manager, and now he's got a fucking gym, and he's a world-class, get the fuck out of here. This, the customer service is on point, the community's thriving, and you walk in and you can just feel that vibe, and, and that's what we want to push people back towards, because it does work.
I mean, it's been a... All right, we're going to scrub through because we got a ton to go, and this podcast is going way fucking longer than I wanted. No, I, here's something that's really been bothering me. I think there are people out there praying and bullying CrossFits, and what I mean... Yeah, I, I'm hoping he's not talking about me. Maybe. But he, if he's not talking about me, he's definitely talking about Sean Pastooch. He's, he's fucking definitely talking about Sean Pastooch. What I mean by that is owning any business is, is a challenge. We've all done it. And if, if someone catches you at that very right moment when you're on the struggle bus, when you're questioning why I'm doing this, I'm working so hard, I'm not making enough money, and someone catches you in that moment and says, hey, let me have you pivot. What you're doing isn't smart. What you're doing won't work. I've got the actual solution. You're likely to say, all right, I'll give it a try. You know where I think the issue is here? Again, and even though they, could, they probably have this tattooed on their calf, the definition of CrossFit is constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. That's it. You show me one fitness operation, boutique micro gym, in which the fitness prescription, the methodology isn't constantly varied, functional movements, again, we could argue functional, at some level of intensity. Like, everything is quote-unquote CrossFit. CrossFit's genius was in creating a definition for itself that is so general and broad, anyone can fucking, like, it's essentially everything now. CrossFit has been the biggest, best influence in the fitness industry. I've said it a thousand times. I will say it a thousand more. But, you know, listen, if, if he, let's say he is referring to Sean Pastooch. And Sean believes that people should be doing a mix of personal training and then this hybrid class. They're still doing constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Sean just has a different business model behind it. And I believe guys like these that are very, uh, you know, defending the fucking, you know, the flag are so scared that people are going to go to active lives or go to NC fits or go to fucking whatever it may be it, because they, you know, they're fearful that people identify, as they do, CrossFit as a business model. And my, I think we would all do better, all of us, hand in hand. Best hour of their day and Mad Lab and me and fucking Chris, you know, Cooper and Three Brain or whatever and everyone would do better, fucking better, if we all just agreed like, hey, you can, you can run CrossFit any way you want. Like, it doesn't have to be a set way. But your business model does have to be dialed in with certain parameters. And there are historic proven parameters here that could make your business model successful. And the good thing is you get to customize it. Like you don't have to just stick to this one type of business model. Right? That's the, what, again, going back to what I love with what I do, I'm able to like custom create business, revenue, um, operations, models, all these different things with fitness models and, and, and create what that owner wants. These are not like, these are not round peg square holes. Okay, this is Play-Doh, motherfucker. Play-Doh. But there's people that are preying on CrossFit affiliates just because they're in that weak spot. And well, what, what, what we're doing is saying, hey, we understand that. We've been there even. It's normal. It's, yeah. it's very Part normal. Of the process. Don't change your love. Like, this shouldn't shift your love for CrossFit. This shouldn't change your business model. But... You just have to do what you love. Listen, if your business is fucking failing, you do have to make changes to your business model. That's fucking part of it. Like, there is something wrong. Y sure, there are times where you literally just need to do what you're doing, but better. Like, it's that's their tagline, which I like. Do that, but better. And I agree with that. But there are other times where you do need to adjust the business model. It just, it, it is how this thing works. It just, and I got no other way to say it. But just because we change the business model or tweak it or adjust it, doesn't mean you have to get rid of CrossFit. You can keep the fitness model.
do that but better, which is what we do. We keep you in the affiliate. We hold true to CrossFit. We hold true to the group classes. We hold true to growing your community. We're not going to try to pull your attention in a million different directions. We want you to do CrossFit. Yeah. Nobody is saying, Jace, that you can't butterfuck your pull-ups and touch and go every barbell movement you ever do. Like, no one's taking that away. I think, again... I, this sounds like, again, I, at this point, it sounds so preachy and fucking religious zealoty. Like, no, the Jesus is our Lord, Savior, blah, blah. Like, it, like he died for your sins. Like, it just, listen, like, CrossFit's great. It really is. There are certain ways it can be tweaked, like the actual, like, delivery by affiliates. But that definition of CrossFit is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. The delivery of it. It has, is, has evolved over time, and that's what's kind of spun off different operating models and business models and shit. And, like, that's it. And I feel like these guys, like, and again, I'm not, I don't want to put words in their mouth, and I'm going to talk to Jace about this on the podcast. I hope, I know you guys are watching and listening to this right now. Uh, I hope you guys don't take offense to any of this. You, this is just, you know, this is what I do. I'm just, I'm just having conversations here with myself. Um, but, yeah, I, we, we can do this different ways and it doesn't take away from the how effective crossfit is or whatever you guys believe crossfit should be like we're just talking about a, making changes to business models and various other models again it's just that stickiness and this misunderstanding here i think is like we're all saying the same i think we would be saying the same thing if if i could maybe i could you know i don't know sell him on this and convince him on on the podcast you'll have to tune in and see and I think what's important about that is we see the same thing in the in the actual training space, meaning like people, they can want to, hey, I've got something better if you do it this way. I'm like, no, CrossFit's plenty good enough. It's good enough for a long time. All right, we're going we're gonna to scrub through, guys. We're going to scrub through here. There's more to be gained by attacking your weaknesses headlong than by spending additional time working on your strengths. Yeah. That All right, I'll agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I love that statement. That's a good statement, buddy. Good work. It's the same thing when it comes to a food. Now, I will also say in business... If your strength is X and you know that's it, you probably want to hire a Y, right? The thing that's not your strength. So if you're amazing at sales and that's how you're making the bloodline of the business pump, then, and you suck at fucking programming, the right business move at that point is not to practice programming and take away from the thing you do well. So I agree with this thing, but I, I, I think it, some people can misconstrue it, like what he's trying. I think he would agree with what I just said as well. And, and you know, just make sure you don't do that. Now, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're going to have to be a generalist. you got to be good at a bunch of shit. And then as you hire people, you can kind of stay in your strong lanes and put people in the right seats and so on. But I think by and large, what he said there is, is 100% on. Affiliate ownership, right? The hopper model, like you just said, let's not worry about what you're doing well. Let's dig into what's not going well. And that's what's going to help your business skyrocket. So let's give a little framework of what it is and, and how this works. Yeah. So, you know, Affiliate U, it's, it's for affiliate owners. It's a 12-month-long course, but it is both affiliate development and coach development. So some unique, unique things. Hey, listen, developing the coaches, developing the owners, big fan of it. I say the same thing with MGU. Fucking make sure your staff is on this. Um, again, I stay in my lane of business coaching because that's what I know better than anybody and you know, these guys know the coaching, coaching side really well. And now they're getting into the business coaching side. So like, again, there's, there's I, I've, I'll say this, uh, you know, again, all the time, there is not enough people out there helping gym owners. I am super pumped for fucking affiliate use or spin studio use or whatever, like online, like there's not enough of this. I am, a, I am the biggest fan of 
the, everything that they're created here, their association with CrossFit, the thumbs up they got from CrossFit, big fucking fan of all of it. We, we, we were saying we have done this thing. We've oh, been yeah, around yeah. for so a you, very long you, time. You have owned Infillies for a long time. I still own and operate mine. Very successful, by the way. Nearly 500 members, three full-time. I want to brag for you. Three full-time coaches. I mean, a recovery room. Everything that we talk about in Affiliate U, you've done. And a lot of the things that we are teaching, we've both made those mistakes. People talk to us like, how do you know this? Oh, because I spent $10,000 making that mistake. Uh, okay, so real quick. The only other, not knock, but the only other criticism that I can you know, make here, again, if you're a CrossFit affiliate and you want the source of your information to be individuals who stayed in that niche, like just that niche, and that's it, that is the scope of their experience and knowledge base, is that. And it's not even in consulting that. Like it's not like we've consulted 1,500 gyms. Now they've probably been in 1,500 gyms and done seminars in 1,500 gyms. But again, like that's why I'm always telling owners, like and anyone who ever comes to me and says, I think I wanna get in consulting, you need industry experience on a vast level. And I know these guys would argue against me on it and we'll talk about it on the podcast, but like going and seeing other fitness models and understanding how the industry works at large is why I think I'm so good at what I do and why I've been able to help so many people do things that are truly unique, see things from a different angle. Because if you're a CrossFit gym and you're only in your CrossFit gym and you need help with your business and you go to a guy who has run his own successful CrossFit gym with, again, his own footprint, his own blueprint, because there is no CrossFit license business model, it doesn't exist because CrossFit's not a business model, it's a fucking fitness model. Like, again, it's just such a limited scope it's such a limited scope. There'd be like one fucking spin studio owner who's had her spin studio for 10 years, still works in it, has never ascended beyond it, <laughs> has never, you know, sold it for profit, replicated it, you know, spun off licenses or done anything beyond just their four walls. There would be a very limited scope and it's not a knock towards these guys. That's just, I mean, I'm calling a fucking, I'm calling it how I see it. It's a spade's a spade. You create, now again, Marcus might be the thing that rounds that out because Marcus has a pretty vast, like from my knowledge base, Marcus has very vast business um, coaching experience with different studios. I know that for a fact. So maybe that's what really rounds this out. I just feel like this is a bad argument here. Like, or bad, like, this, this isn't a good, like, I would, if I'm an affiliate, I want to hear someone who's like, also seen other shit. Like, you know, don't tell me how you've only walked this far but you can help anyone who's walked beyond that. Like that doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like our friend spent $100,000 on that. Like we've done it all. Well, it's, I think it's just important to know that you're, you're gonna be interacting with people that are still currently doing it. This isn't something who's talking in the past. They'll be like, oh, this is what I'm. Fucking Ackerman is talking in the past. <laughs> he had a gym in 20, 2007 when nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. He told me this on my podcast, right? Like he sold it and he, you know, sold it for a record amount of money. First off, we have no idea because this is not public record how much people sell the CrossFit gyms for. Um, but I think he'd, he'd probably agree and I'll ask him this on the podcast. Ackerman, I'm going to ask you this. I'm giving you this one ahead of time. When you sold your business, I think you sold it to your landlord, okay, for that record amount of money. Was the business actually worth it? Or did the landlord just have the money and want to buy it and was going to ride the CrossFit wave and it was a really good stock tip? Was the business actually worth what you sold it for? 
if you had that business today, would you be broke? Like the same one you had then. Like these are just like, these are things like, I just, I, and here, it's not an Ackerman thing. I just dislike when motherfuckers are like, yeah, I sold it, sold my business, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, man, I, I think you didn't sell it for more than you spent in it. I don't think you probably got 2.5 your EBITDA. I don't believe, like, I think you fucking sold it for the equipment and some membership. Like, most people are not selling businesses. They're selling a, a lease and equipment. That's really how CrossFit sales go down. And nobody sells a business unless they're wanting to move on to another phase of life, which he did, and he went in and just opened other affiliates. If your business was just churning money, like, I never sold my business in 2014, my CrossFit gym. Why? Because it made me a fuck ton of money. Why would I sell it? I wasn't working in it. Like, I wasn't there anymore. I could have sold it because it made me fucking money, which is the whole point. Anyway, not throwing shade. I just, I'll, I'll, I'll clarify all this on the podcast. I did it. It was this way. Currently still have my fingers in it. We're still toying it. We're still, we're still exploring. We're still changing things. We're still trying to optimize the tiny nuances of the business. So, and the one thing, again, I think maybe it's just because they haven't been doing this as long. When you do business consulting, like what I do with gyms, that's what I do every day. Every month, I work with up to 40 different owners. So I have 40 different sets of problems. I get to see them. I travel. I get to go inside of them. And we, I get to problem solve with them. So, again, I think it's kind of a bullshit thing. Like, oh, because he doesn't own a gym anymore, he can't help you. That's retarded. That makes zero sense. Like, zero sense. You can't tell me that me doing this for over a decade, doing it so goddamn well that I was able to do a thing that no, very, very, very few people will be able to do, that I'm not uniquely qualified as well to help out micro gym owners because I definitely don't have the fucking business anymore. Right? Like, again, I'm more impressed when you were actually able to go beyond it at some point by your own choice, right? You chose to. And if you choose to stay in the gym forever, I don't judge that. I think that's great. But again, you're kind of a one-trick pony at that point. If you're going to get on a call, we're going to speak exactly to that. And we're going to walk you through the nuances. How many times have we gotten on a phone call and be like, hey, just say it differently. Hey, that I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mind we're going to make a We're going to make a slight tweak to that. And they're come back and they're like, yeah, that, that totally worked. And I'm like, I know. I've done it a thousand times and I'm still doing it. Did it yesterday. Yeah. I, I want to say this, though. I think the importance of that is CrossFit is still in its infancy. Maybe it's a toddler right now. So you might think, like, oh, there's football coaches. They don't play, and they're coaching, and I can listen to them. Football's established. Football's been around for, what, 100 more years? Like, people have been playing this game? CrossFit's still evolving. It's still ever-changing. So if someone is coaching you, and they don't currently... It's not CrossFit that's ever changed. It's the fitness industry in general. The microgym boutique scene has been around. Like the, the kickoff, the real kickoff was curves. Know your history in the fitness industry. Prior to that, you had Jack Lane fucking killing it. We had Gold's Gym in Venice Beach. Anyone who's a real student of the fitness industry understands that the microgym boutique thing is in its infancy stage. This is not CrossFit specific. Again, like I, I just... Uh, that's my theory. Maybe that's what I'm going to title this thing. It's not CrossFit specific. Own an affiliate, and they're not involved in the affiliate space. They don't understand those changes. They don't understand what happens when someone in the community is no longer involved. They don't happen when someone in the community is no longer like I, somebody, myself, Sean. Nobody. We can't relate to the fact of like when a member cancels. We can't relate to this this fucking astronomical event of like someone. Oh man, where's Tina? Tina's been in 6.30 a.m. class for the past five years. Where is she? Oh, she? She's not here. I don't know. Let me call Stu. Stu, what do I do? I'm like, where's Tina? 
I don't know. I can't find her. Yeah, I've never dealt with anything like that. That's fucking insane. I, I, have, I, have nothing to, I have nothing I can say to you right now. God speed. Like, God bless you. I hope you find Tina. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what, what else is here? When, no, what happens when these things change? The landscape is changing so quickly. Someone like Fern, someone like myself, someone like Marcus, who's still very actively involved. We've Only one of you own a gym. The other two are doing what I do and Sean does and other people. You are consulting and talking with these gym owners. Like, they know this got published, right? Like, is there, like, Ackerman, come on. Are you serious? Like, you, as you're saying that, are you like, fuck, only one of us at this podcast table actually owns the gym. And I'm literally talking about how people who don't own a gym can't relate to gym owners. Is anyone else picking up this, like, at all? Both work seminars this past weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're still traveling the world. And please stop conflating your fucking seminar shit with business education. Trust me, I've hosted your seminars for fucking two years. Like, just hosting a seminar does not equate to any level of business education. It, it does relate to a lot of hearing anecdotal stories and talking to people and hearing about their problems. But it, it's not problem I install a solution, the solution works or it doesn't. If it doesn't, I tweak it until it works. If it works, check the box, put that in my toolbox and move on to the next problem. That's what consulting is. The level two fucking two day seminar is not, you cannot put that in your fucking badge of business education experience. Teaching this thing, it's so important, it's vital that you're working with people that understand the zeitgeist, exactly what's happening today. You like that word? Yeah, I do. I'm all right, that's all I got, guys. I'm, uh, I'm exhausted. This was, again, um, congratulations to my friends over at Best Hour Today. I am pumped for them. We will always have our disagreements on the business side, just like me and my best friends will argue over who's the best LeBron or you know, MJ. It, it's just part of you know having mutual respect for each other, being in the same space. When you're in the same space, whether you're fans of sports or you're in the politics or you do business consulting for micro gyms, you're gonna butt heads on stuff. And it's, uh, I hope these guys don't take any offense to this. I have nothing but the utmost respect for them. Um, congrats again, fellas. I, I cannot wait to get you on the podcast to, to jam on this and talk it out. Um, I think we'll have a blast. I think the audience, yours, mine, both are going to, are going to really enjoy it. All right, guys, until I talk to you in the next uh, podcast, have a great fucking day.